Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood. I'm Brooks. I'm Brooks Whelan. And I'm Matt Kirshen. Look at yes. this gang. Yes. Together. It's happening. It's the first time. First time in ages that we're in all... In years. It's been years. I think 13 years since we all were together. It uh, has. Well, do, you remember, do you remember back in the 60s when this started? Oh, God. Yeah, we were just a couple of kids, you know? A couple just a of kids, couple of just... kids. Just, just podcasting in a field. Then <laughs> we had to make our podcast equipment out of sticks and mud. And yeah, I couldn't believe that actually worked. I that mean, was... you got into LSD real hard, Matt. Yeah. It was nuts. Wild time. It was. was when he started oh, playing the sitar and introduced us to. We started doing yoga. I don't know what that was about. It didn't help the science at all. I but... like this bit that we're doing right now. <laughs> I'm into it. I still have my Nehru jacket. I can break it out if you guys want. Please do. Excellent. Well, we're here, we're here enjoying a, a lovely, uh, I would describe it as brisk, it's a brisk 80 degrees here, brisk October afternoon here at Bluebell, and uh, very pleased to have, for the first time in the podcast, my good friend Richard Bain. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Is that news to you Richard, that you're friends of? Huh? Friend? <laughs> Richard and I uh, came up together in Portland. We both started doing comedy there. I think about, you moved to Portland when I started doing stand-up, which was 2005, right? Mm-hmm. From North Carolina? From North Carolina. And uh, and actually, we were just talking with Jesse Case, my roommate, off, often uh, oft, uh, frequent collaborator on the podcast, who also came up in the Northwest. You're really nailing it today. Oh, yeah. You're nailing Fire it. Firing on all cylinders, you guys. <laughs> often off the... <laughs> He's off the... God damn Well, look at Brooks. Isn't it nice that he gets to, for once, turn the tables on me? That's, uh, yes. At least I can read. Okay, how about that? I'm not hey, gonna- <laughs> listen. Sometimes I don't read great, all right? Sometimes I get this is a getting little too real. ahead of myself. This is getting too real. Uh, but yeah, Richard uh, moved down to L.A. about a year ago now? How uh, long ago? A year, yeah. To do stand-up, and he's killing it. To quit comedy. To quit comedy. <laughs> We were just talking about how uh, how different the scene is here, obviously, from the Northwest. I feel like the first year here, you don't do a lot of comedy. It's yeah. so hard. Just to get good stage time is impossible. Yeah. 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 Like, the first year I was here, I was like, oh, I don't do stand-up anymore, I don't think. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. I just hang out at the back of comedy clubs. Yeah. So Man. I'm a fan. I'm now a fan of it's comedy. a solid year exactly. hangout. <laughs> you go from performer to fan, like, with, with in one two-hour flight, you make that transformation. We were talking about how we kind of miss some parts of the Northwest because up there, like, no one was concerned about quote unquote making it or about making sure they don't burn bridges. There was no diplomacy. It was just like <laughs> you're just hanging out with degenerates and yeah. the stories were so much better up there just because nobody nobody had a filter. Nobody was trying to like keep up appearances yeah, for I any hope, reason. I, I hope that's not the head of development at HBO whose table I just shat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or guys who would like they're like doing comedy to not beat their wife. Oh, you know? oh, oh God. man, that's, yeah. there's a lot of that in Iowa. Really? It's all like, it's all like, if I'm here, I'm not at home, and that's why I'm here. That's why that was, it's crazy. I mean, Iowa does not have as many strippers turned comedians oh, as Portland. Yeah. There's a lot I, of that. I, I think every uh, cross dresser in Iowa does stand up. Like there really? was a real like there was maybe thirty comedians and a lot of them were cross dressers. So I was like, but we don't in Iowa. There's not even a cross dressing community. <laughs> I think we got you beat in the northwest. <laughs> in the northwest, we got post ops. We got it goes one step further. Yeah. Yes. They're full fledged. Yes. Where are you from in North Carolina? Raleigh. Okay. Raleigh. Yeah. I started at uh, Charlie Goodnights. Got they a- have very good food. I worked. I got a job there waiting tables. Yeah. I was so like into it that I got a job at the comedy club and uh, I worked there a year I loved it 
I loved it. Just Did you ever see? Didn't you have stories about Chappelle came up there, right? Yeah, like at the height of I'm Rick James, like right when that came out, and he was doing this tour, and it was fucking huge, you know? Nice, huge. He uh, <laughs> he was cool. Honestly, he was one of the only headliners that like met with the whole staff and was like, "Thank you. I know it's been a crazy weekend. Uh, anything you want me to sign?" And I gave him a. Uh, <laughs> I gave him a one dollar bill. That's all I had for an autograph, and he goes, "I only signed fives." <laughs> Lincoln freed the slaves, <laughs> and I was like, "He was just joking," and like signed it. And then later, I then tried- he slapped me. <laughs> <laughs> then he molested me. But funny guy, funny guy. <laughs> he, it was a funny. He molested all of the stuff. Yeah. It was hilarious. Order. He was the only headliner who molested. There every was no member preference. Of stuff. The busboy, yeah, yeah. he bust his own dishes and molested the whole staff. <laughs> he was awesome. Wait, you were going to say later after the sign? Did he do something he, else? For? <laughs> I was. It was like later when like the whole staff was drunk and we were having like a staff party. Big Chappelle weekend show. Everybody was yeah. tired. Three shows a night, and uh, I was with this girl, and I was skating, I was skateboarding by his thing and his tour bus. And he was, she was like, this girl I worked with, she was really hot, and she's like, let's go on the bus. And I got on the bus, and he came out and was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? He, he looked like. Like we were gonna murder him, you know. He looked scared. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you broke into his home. That's where he lives." <laughs> Let's but go to that. He home. was like, "He was like, what the fuck are you got? What the fuck yeah. are you guys doing?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm leaving." And then he goes, "You can stay." And he, to the girl, and she <laughs> oh, Jesus stayed. Christ. And I was totally like, "Yes, that was meant to be. That was like you can perfect. wait, wait, you can stay. Yeah, that's awesome." <laughs> Uh, That's great. I like the show Undeclared. Did you watch that show? Oh, I love that show. I love the one with Adam Sandler uh, where he's on it playing himself and he, just to the cute girl. He's like, uh, what are you doing later? You want to go? And Dude. It's just like, yeah. I think about that episode all the time because the end of it, she goes, she's talking about his, she fucked him. And right. she goes, oh my God, it was so, and then the, the and then the episode cuts off. <laughs> it's like, uh. they're going to, like, she's going to go, it was so big. <laughs> Right, and they could they fucking cut it right before she's. It's such a good episode. That's great. I mean, that whole if if you're a listener and you haven't seen Undeclared, it's like each episode is like a mini Apatow movie. I yeah, love, I love Undeclared. It's only before like, Apatow was Apatow. Yeah, was uh, when it was after this yeah. was after Freaks and Geeks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked Did it. Did he? Paul Feig created Freaks and Geeks, right? But Apatow was involved. Were they both his? I don't know. He was involved in both of them, though, right? Because that's why all those movies. He's definitely involved with, uh, in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. But I don't. I never watched either show. But everyone says they're the best things. Well, ever. undeclared is easy. You can rip through it. It's like six episodes. Yeah. It oh, it was only one season. Yeah. Very long. Oh, okay. Like, are they but half you hours? never watched mm-hmm. Freaks and Geeks. I didn't. I know it's right in my wheelhouse. I just didn't. It. It just missed me. It was a time when I wasn't so uh, watching a lot of TV. I guess. So I don't know. I've heard it's great. It's I've actually read. Netflix. I've read the. I've read the show Bible that Paul Feig created, though. <laughs> but I haven't. Just as like an interesting like look into how to write for TV. Like he created this hundred page Bible that that talked about everything that every character ever did, like things that would never be in the what? show. <laughs> but just so that if you were writing episodes, you could consult this thing and be like, okay, this is the motivation for why this character is this way. And it was so obviously from his own real experience. So was this created before before even a single episode was made? I presume so. Yeah, yeah. And he's from Michigan, also. Like some of the stuff kind of rang true of you know growing up. I'm a, I'm a little bit younger, but. Um, 
you know, being a teenager in Michigan and uh, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's a great. That I'll, you I'll haven't send it to you. fucking seen the show. I know, but ah, I've, I've spent hours reading the. Yeah. So we should probably explain the show what the show, show is because I'm sure we got some new listeners after Biden mentioned it in the VP debate. Yeah, that's true. Um, he did. Well, you I mean, the that? debate's not happened yet, but I'm just hoping. So just, but it will have happened by the time this episode goes out. So. <laughs> So I'm just presuming that Biden's mentioned it in the VP debate, and we've got a whole load of new listeners. Uh, Thank so, you, Joey. Thanks again. So yeah, cool. That was that was good of you. Um, now is Sarah Palin involved in this one? No, that she might make a cameo, that's or she Paul, might have made a cameo by the time this airs. That's Paul Ryan. But just imagine, imagine a Sarah Palin who hates women even more. <laughs> the, other, uh, the other day, I said on I said on stage, I go, "If you, hey, listen up. If you don't vote in this upcoming election, you guys." then we're going to have something in common. <laughs> I loved it. And some people afterwards were like, are you really not going to vote? And I was like, fuck no, I'm not voting. And they're just like, you, got real you. mad Seriously? Do you not? get to vote? I don't give a shit. Well, Dude, do you get, I'm not voting either. Do you vote? Hell yeah. yeah. Don't no. rock the vote. Oh, don't no. rock the vote. No. It, one doesn't count. One <laughs> doesn't count. One doesn't count. I'm not taking my lunch. I'm going to fucking get a hot dog at lunch. I'm not going to go oh. vote for my non-important... Leader of the free yeah. world. Here's, here's my only that. issue. Things are going to be different. <laughs> One doesn't count. One doesn't oh count. I love that. I like that a lot. My only issue with this is I know we have these like high school listeners. Like they they email in. Your vote doesn't matter. You're just one person. <laughs> I've never voted. I've oh, never voted. You know what? So you shouldn't why? admit that. Okay, you really why? shouldn't admit why? that. Why? Because, because I don't okay, vote here, for something I don't believe I voted in. for, um, well, I don't know. My mom listens. It's fine. I voted for marijuana to be legal in the last election. That's why I registered in California. I was like, oh, no, I'll vote for that. I think that that's a thing that should so happen. Now, so now you vote in California rather than voting back home. Right. I mean, if I was smart, I would vote in Iowa because that's like a swing state where like I was gonna they, say that it's votes. a toss-up. Uh, that really counts. Like that's yeah. I know. If I lived in Iowa, my grandpa called me and was like, "Hey, you gotta vote for Romney." And I was like, "Well, that makes sense. You're a rich white guy. <laughs> Probably want me to vote for him." Okay, all right. Well, you know what, Grandpa? I'll do it. Not gonna do it. Just not gonna vote. But you should re-registering, like, because that's one Romney vote you can cancel out. Listen, I don't yep. care, guys. Well, okay, here's, here's, the, here's the upside of voting. You get to be a uh, condescending, uh, holier-than-thou prick for the next four years when you meet anybody else who didn't vote. That's the main upside is... Yeah, it's fine. You, got, you, can, you can look down at me. I don't care. <laughs> Go for it. One doesn't count. Honestly, what? Like, I don't believe in it. Like, I truly oh, here, don't okay. believe in it. So why hey, vote what, what don't you believe in? Yeah, I don't let's believe get to the bottom of in, this. like, Democrat or Republican. Like, it doesn't... It's not different then, to me. Then go and spoil your ballot. Then vote like for uh, what? For uh, for a candidate you believe in. I, mean, I kind of believe. Or, I, I get or, what you're or saying. Just, I've never or just really... go to the ballot and and draw a picture of a cock on the paper and put it in the thing. Burns is going to write in Springer, uh, Springsteen Seeger, and then <laughs> nice. signed by the USA. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I'll be totally honest and admit that I know my like I I'm going to vote for Obama. I know it doesn't matter. I'm in California. He's winning this state. It does not matter. But I think it does matter as a token gesture, and if only to the overall count. Like when it the overall count when it exactly comes to things like the first Bush election, where there was the thing Gore won the popular vote. 
yeah. those votes were counted. Like even you know the Democrat votes in in the middle of California, the Republican votes in the middle of Mississippi, Mississippi or hey, whatever. Why don't you go was, back to England? All right, why don't you get out of <laughs> here? I, I will for election day. No, I, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to vote. Yeah, you're not allowed to vote at all. No, nope. you, you so all I can criminal. do is so I'm the only person at this table who's going to be voting in this. Oh, yeah, God, the only thing guys. I can do is try and influence people like you two to actually if vote. They, <laughs> like I can listen, if they bring the election to me and they're just like. They Go do. Ahead. It's called it's called a mail in. It's called oh. an absentee ballot. They oh, mail yeah. it to your house. You fill it out and put it back in the mail. They that do sounds, bring it to you. That sounds a little they tricky. Exactly. That do sounds that. kind of tricky. That's a butterfly not tricky. ballot. That's like, like a butterfly. Are you not going to be happy <laughs> like until Romney and Obama both literally turn up on your doorstep and you just point at one of them? Yeah. See, my thing is, I was raised so that one. <laughs> here. This is it. I was raised so my family so Republican, so hardcore Republican that like. Part of me um, is just ingrained with that, but I know it's terrible. So I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not. I'm so like. Wait, let me get this straight. Indoctrinated. You, you don't. You, I should be a Republican, but I'm not. So I'm you're just you're actively not now. voting because you're worried that you, you might, might accidentally. Yeah. I would I would in go the in there and I would just go. You know what? Straight ticket Republican. <laughs> you're like, uh, oh that's probably like, what would happen, guys. You're like Darth Vader suddenly remembering he had good inside him yeah, and sacrificing yeah. himself for the good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's if I go in. There. I don't know who I'm voting for. I mean, it's just so indoctrinated. This is actually a common medical condition known as stress-induced republicanism. Like, sometimes when, when people are in overwhelming situations, they can suddenly turn Republican, and, and all you have to do is practice. Like, we can just, we can build, like, a mock voting booth here in the backyard so that you can deal with these emotions and realize that just because you step in that booth doesn't mean you have to do what your parents did. You can like actually it. break rank. You can do what you want to do. But I don't care. We just don't care. Don't Says care. the guy who's eating pizza talking into a microphone. Yeah. I'm eating, USA. I'm eating some pizza right now. <laughs> I'm pro-USA. How about this? How about this as a reason to vote? Only so that we aren't ashamed when they publish the, the percentages of people who can vote who don't. And, uh, you know, we are the laughingstock of the world. Listen. Because we don't even take advantage of our democracy. One How about just so we're not ashamed? One doesn't count. One doesn't count. One doesn't count. I'm not changing that percentage. Um, all right. This is a show about science. Oh, also, I was just in New York. All the listeners even... who came out to New York, thanks for nothing. I didn't meet any of you. <laughs> I thought we had a meetup scheduled in Times Square. I didn't meet a there? single goddamn probably science fan in New York. I know there's eight of you. Come on out to New York. By the way, what are we calling our? I mean, we have many listeners who write in. What do we? What do we address them as? Idiots. Okay, um, that's perfect. Don't vote, and you're all idiots. This uh, is the way to build an audience. No, that's, that's you guys are great. Uh, yeah. What's the what? Probably sciencers. What's the thing? What do we call? Sure, them? I got to move to New York, guys. That's what. I, that's all I care about. Matt, you you've been in New York? York. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I like. Bane, I... let's move to New York. I've never been. Dude, it's the best. You just hang out, and you drink, and you eat pizza, and you pretend like you're Louis C.K. It's real fun. Oh, I shot some shit while I was there. Uh, listeners, I am hosting this weekend. This is I haven't really t told people about this because it's not really that cool, but it's kind of cool. I'm just hosting Comedy Central's Retro Weekend uh, uh, this cool. weekend coming up. What? It's really? just Yeah, I'm just in a hot tub. Uh, I shot it in New York where I just am like, yeah, you're watching Comedy Central Retro Week and do a bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm hosting it from a hot tub in 1985. Cool. How long is this block of time? What's the? I shot maybe like 20 promos and they'll just air a bunch. They'll air like 
in between shows. It's just you or some ladies on your arms? No, What's just the... me and my buddy Kevin Barnett, who's a really funny comedian, uh, just got cast in it, and then we just go, and we're like, hey, you watch a Comedy Central. Stay tuned. I didn't know that's why you were going to New York. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. I was just going, but then I ended up getting that, and then what? Paid while for you my were trip. while you were there, you just why well, auditioned out here for it? Oh, okay, and then I was they're like, he's gonna be there, perfect. Uh, so yeah, that's so awesome. watch me be embarrassing on TV this weekend. That's great. That's like, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be the first time I'm on TV, and the first time I'm in a hot tub. That's not true. I've spent a lot a of time in hot tubs. <laughs> if I know Brooks, I know one of those statements is not true. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be in a hot tub playing air guitar. <laughs> it's some embarrassing stuff. And again, uh, do they have to blur your Anthony Kiedis tattoo for copyright reasons? You know what? They did. They fucking uh, they put makeup over it. They put makeup. I forgot to talk about that. I like... Auditioned and got it, and then I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should tell him I have a terrible tattoo. And uh, then I was like, nah, I'm not going to tell him. I'll just show it when I get there. And I got there. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like... to the director, and he, uh, uh, he's like, here, try on this tank top. And I was like, okay, heads up. This is what we're working with. Is this a problem? And he goes, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> this, is like, this is like a lost, this is like some lost verses from that song Signs. Yeah. I took off my hat and said, imagine that, me working for you. <laughs> Pulled yeah. out my tats and said, look at this shitty Anthony yeah. Kiedis tribal thing. Yeah, man. You still got to hire me. Uh, they just put, they put makeup over it. They, so like, I mean, so it, it like flesh, like completely skin yeah, color? Yeah, it's really great. It. Like when you see me on TV, you won't look, go, look at that shitty tattoo. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> That's did you good. do some? I gotta ask. Did you do some pre-shoot push-ups? I was too embarrassed. <laughs> I wanted to. I really wanted to, but I was like, Ugh. you gotta get pumped out before you take uh, off your shirt. I couldn't put my arm. If you watch, if you watch these promos, you'll notice one arm never goes in the hot tub because <laughs> it's filled with makeup. <laughs> This is the dry arm, or I'll still see my No, awful. very much so. Arm is always up in all the promos. It's <laughs> oh my really God, funny. I can't wait to see this. Uh, you know, pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, nice. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm just not like, check me out. I'm on a commercial. Oh, I would be like that. I would, yeah, by all means, check me out. I'm doing the opposite. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a writer's assistant for a show that shall remain nameless. <laughs> but if I was on TV, yeah, I'd be plugging that shit. Uh, yeah, just watch me be real dumb this weekend. Retro Excellent. weekend. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, actually, we, we got to, we got off topic with the political stuff because Matt was trying to give the listeners who are new to the show. Uh, oh yeah, we eighteen forgot. minutes Jeez, in. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So, what is this show, Matt? What are we doing? So, here? What, what the show is is we get our comedy friends and we go through the week in science news. Both Brooks, Andy, and myself have vaguely science backgrounds. We have like I got a math degree. Andy's got an engineering degree. Brooks has jobs working in labs cutting up things full-blown science full-blown science he's he's the only i'm worried that my bosses watch comedy central and will see me this weekend and go wait is that the guy who works in our lab they don't Wouldn't they don't know awesome? I do comedy. they don't even know you do stand-up or anything? no they have no idea uh not telling them so they would i feel like they would nobody would not respect that there's nobody who'd be whose well, opinion i've been leaving drop. a lot lately to go on auditions and uh, they're okay. starting to be like where do you go all the time and i just go Dentist. <laughs> Dentist. <laughs> Dentist. Uh, yeah, but I really like this job. I don't want to lose it, so need to keep it. Again, you're, you're already beating the spread on uh, the predictions for job loss once you moved into the power violence house. Yeah, no kidding. I live in a mansion now, uh, Bane, and it's pretty fun, I think. You uh, live with the power violence guys? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it could go in that way. Yeah, I live in a, a house. They were on a podcast a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. Um, yeah, just it's 
10 people live in a mansion, and uh, we find out what happens when people start being polite and start getting real. <laughs> True story. Uh, yeah. So, um, so a little timeline info here, though, Bane. What happened was a breakup occurred, and oh, Brooks this... went from living an adult life. Brooks, to... Brooks got real sad. <laughs> real, lots of sad. Uh, now he's back. Back to fun. He's, back. he's keeping the day job. He's doing the science. Matt and I are not doing as much science. We put it to you, Richard Bain. What is your science background, if any? Oh, there's um, there is a lot. <laughs> One time I put salt on a slug, <laughs> and um, it didn't. That's the kind of science. Yeah, and uh, oh, just I loved. You can't do that on television. Oh yeah, the slime. Um, <laughs> Not even Mr. Wizard's World, <laughs> but you can't do that. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Not even Mr. Wizard. <laughs> They're both good shows. You I can am a, a I'm a comedian and uh, a, a construction worker. And uh, you can hang a mean drywall, from what I hear. I've done drywall since I was a little baby, and uh, I we've we've talked about this, I think. But I was briefly in the business of flipping houses in Portland. I helped you one day. Remember? Yeah, yeah. You came over and I. I don't know what I did, but... I flipped a house with a comedian uh, in Portland. It, it didn't work out too well. It didn't really... He bought the house in 2006. A little something happened in 2007 that made it kind of hard to move a house. Uh, I I had uh, I had sex with Katie the first time in your house. While, we were, while it was under construction, yeah. right? We had a party. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had people over to watch Troll 2 on the projector. <laughs> Well, we'll this. go back to the sex part. <laughs> the girl that I'm still with today. Holla. You got, Love her. You got any nude pics? Oh, no. Let's see them. No. Uh, no, I'm just into, oh. I'm into nude pics. She, uh, you old the guy? No, I just keep it. It's just my go-to is whenever a friend's like, I'm dating a girl, I'm just like, got any nudes? <laughs> this is the cr- we, we've been together like seven years. No, no, it's my version of being the worst person ever. I'm doing a bit where I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> it's a very long, drawn-out bit. Yeah. It's like I've been doing it for a couple years. Yeah. I've been being... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but some people probably go, yeah, dude. Couple, pe- couple I'll people. Call do- your, I'll call your bluff. Come on over. <laughs> couple people. Couple people do, do say yes. I said it to my friend last night. I was like, he's like moving to. Uh, I sh- uh, never mind. I'm not going to tell this. Story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not going to tell this one into a microphone. He might get mad at me. So Richard, you and Katie. That was the night you consummated your love. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, I'm sure it was beautiful, nice. I think I said at a troll to troll to watching you know. Troll two. And where love happens. Wait, and then, yeah, something about that film just sets people off. It just gets you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. It's a lot of fun. Noblin. What, what is it? Nilbog. Nilbog. You seen yeah. Best Noblin Worst Movie? Backwards. Yes. Yeah, I just saw that a couple months ago. So good. Yeah. Oh, it's a great documentary about Troll 2 made by the kid who was the, uh, was the kid. Made by the now adult who was the child in Troll 2. And the dad, by the way, the dad, the dentist... Clo- he's in the closet, right? Is that what you got from that documentary? Like, I feel like he's a small-town <laughs> dentist who's really flamboyant. Isn't that the point of that documentary? <laughs> to out that nice man? Isn't he's that not that nice. He's not that nice. Ain't he's- that movie about hating gays? <laughs> no, wasn't. It was about Troll too. You, you read that into every film, yeah. man. <laughs> no, I really like that. Uh, Sound of music, hating gays. Fog of war, that's what that was about. Right? Sound of music, that's about uh, how Jews suck, right? That's a pro-Nazi movie. I'm pro-Nazi. <laughs> I was doing Hitler last night if he was into troll dolls. I don't know if I've done it on here. Where <laughs> I love, he's one of my favorite, my favorite character to do is Hitler if he was into troll dolls. And he just goes, uh, one, one second, please. <laughs> and then I just place 
mime putting troll dolls out and going, this one's name is Zeke. This is Gary. This one is Billy. Hi, Billy. Oh, hi, Hitler. Oh, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Your hair is crazy. Um, so I just put them all out and then fake comb all their hair. And then I go, okay, let's get down to it. Um, What's up with Jews? <laughs> like my favorite observational okay. Hitler. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's, what's up with Jews? Uh, I do that. I haven't done that in forever, and I started doing it on stage. It makes me laugh, and maybe two other people sometimes. <laughs> no, I like it. That's, those are the kind of bits I like. What's, what's, going, on, of, what's going on with these Jews? I mean, they're not as cool as my trolls. You know who? You know who does the best back of the comedy room? Back of the room comedy. Richard Bain, right here. What me? Richard, you I've re- seen him. I've seen him burn so many rooms <laughs> intentionally to make the comics laugh. Oh it's yeah, the best. I was doing I, that. Made me think of the. I do Woody Allen at an arcade. <laughs> oh, I do was, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Uh, it's more visual. It's more like uh, kind of like, like how my Hitler troll doll thing was visual. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm combing their hair right now. I, it's like him like pushing his glasses and playing, play, you know, moving a joystick, and he's like, but soon yeah, I still have two quarters. <laughs> and then I did it one night, and Andy came up to me. He goes, I get it. You're, you know, you mean like his whole like man child thing, and like I was like, Wait, whoa, what? I didn't say that. Did yeah, I? you were like, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like how he's like this eternal man child with like, I. That's why. Did he's I like really say that? I don't know if I see that. It, I, I don't know. You totally said that to me because I think about it every time I do that joke. I don't really do it, but huh. and you're no, like, it, it's like it, it makes sense. Like if you think about it, yeah, but, but like when people man child loves prostitute blowjobs, <laughs> I mean, like that kind of man child. Um, I, it's it's like when like people are like, "What's that song about?" And people are like, "I don't know. I just wrote a song. I mean, I did music." And like they're like, "No, it meant it's more." Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not really, man. I wish I yeah, I wish I was smart enough to like <laughs> make that comparison. Um, all right, let's do a let's little do science. Some science. What yeah. should we do? The science questionnaire, real quick, with Richard. Let's do it. Okay, Richard, here it comes. Asking you some science questions. Coming at you right now. Starting about to start. Here it comes. Burping. In Favorite scientist. <laughs> uh, Degrassi, Degrassi. Of, of junior high fame. <laughs> yeah. Okay, De- I like it. Least favorite scientist. Tyson Degrassi. Is that his name? Tyson. I've, I've been watching Neil Degrassi. Is that a? Wait, I don't know who this person is. The black guy who you mean wears Neil like Degrassi Tyson. Yeah, Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's okay. who you're talking about. That's who I'm talking who's, about. Moonves. <laughs> what? Less Moonves. Do I know who this is? I'm you, confusing you all my references yeah, now. Yeah, Neil Degrassi Tyson. He's a black guy. He's like. Science communicator. Oh, he's let's about, just say famous black scientist. What we need about, to say more than that? He's about to host. <laughs> Googling the, it as we speak. You, you definitely. He's about to host the remake of Cosmos. Yeah. Oh, okay. The uh, Carl Sagan well, series. All right. Least favorite scientist. Least favorite uh, scientist Hitler. He's uh, he's my least favorite. Mine is, are the Beastie Boys. I don't like their science of sound. <laughs> um, no, I like the Beastie they Boys. They do drop science. I forgot about it. Oh, that. yeah. They're always talking about science. All right. I forget the rest of my questionnaire. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Uh, okay. Favorite Australian animal? Oh, koala. That's the right That's answer. That is the right one. answer. Uh, largest explosion you've ever been a part of or witnessed? Uh, I blew up a rollerblade with a propane tank one time. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Elaborate. Yes. <laughs> I went in the woods and uh, I had a friend who was like really into. Of course, he was in the woods. <laughs> I had a friend who was really into explosives. Like, he would. Everybody has one friend. One of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Dude, yeah. he was serious. Like, it went from uh, Piccolo Pete bombs, like in, in Fourth of July, yeah. to like taking a propane tank, making like. 
I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he, we made this propane tank bomb, and I ta- I duct taped a rollerblade to it, and we went out in the woods, and he blew it up, and duct taped fu- a roller, you know, because fuck rollerblades. <laughs> I was like fifteen, and I did think. Don't like get that. it, guys. It's political. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then Andy came up and was like, "You're making a statement with that. <laughs> That's right, I am." Yeah. Uh, I want to do this bit. I didn't mean to like make fun of you for my thing, you know the. Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm yeah 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 no 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 yeah yeah yeah. Hold on, I'm going to do this bit. I would just I thought of it. I'm going to I'm going to really into doing bits lately. Okay. It's me talking to the little old woman who lives in the shoe. Right? You know that woman? There was a little old woman who lived in a shoe. Yep. And it's just me talking to her. Get a real house. <laughs> you don't live in shoes. That's it. That's that bit. <laughs> it's solid advice. I like it's that. A, that's that's a, my new favorite character. It's a good reasonable. He's a guy who doesn't get why she. Why would you live in a shoe? It's so big, but it's still a shoe. Get out of the shoe. I'll rent a room out to you. Oh man, this is my new favorite guy. Uh, I've been. Well, he's also super generous. Like he's he's going from being angry at her to actually like putting himself out I'll there. I'll give you a good rate. Yeah. <laughs> this is not safe. What if there's an earthquake? Uh, that there's a high tops it might collapse in on you. Okay. Um, I just keep doing these terrible bits on stage. Like, it's just Hitler like and then this guy. Uh, basically, I've quit comedy, I think, guys, is what I'm getting at. And we've quit science. It's a pleasant mix we've found. It's a good medium. All right, I'm going to go with the story. I'm go gonna, for it. Do it. Jump okay, in there. because here's something I just read in New Scientist, which is um, uh, the title of it is Wasps Have Hint of Clockwork Brain. Uh, and this is... They've started investigating with an electron microscope the brain of this greenhouse whitefly parasite, which is this tiny insect. It's just half a millimeter in length. Um, and it's it, tiny. It is really little, even by insect standards. And it, it parasites the larvae of whitefly, so it's been used as a natural pest controller, so it's quite you know handy little insect. Um, but what they can't work out, or at least they have various theories about, is... Uh, they investigated its neural pathway with this electron microscope and the axons, which are the fibers that shuttle the messages between neurons, were really thin. Um, A third of them were less than 0.1 of a micrometer in diameter, uh, which is an order of magnitude narrower than human axons, um, which is too thin, according to the normal theories, for it to work carrying electrical activity. It can't carry... The normal, because normally what happens is these little axons, uh, electrical signals get passed along them. Uh-huh. But these are actually too thin for that to happen. So they're trying to work out how, how it could. Um, it'd be too noisy, according to the theory. Um, the Terms only way- of electrical noise. Yeah. yeah. So th- they could get around that by having loads of really quick signals, but that would be incredibly costly for energy. So their new theory is that maybe it happens mechanically. Maybe it's actually a tiny rook rigid rods stretching down the center which physically gets pulled so wow. rather than it being rather than the signals being sent in the brains of this insect by electrical signals which is how every other brain works they think it might actually be mechanical um which in any normal sized creature would be impossible because it would just be like so it's too huge huge yeah. but uh, but they're so small it could actually be quick enough. It's like it this. Might... It's like this Rube Goldberg. Like the ball drops down a spiral ramp, and then a shoe <laughs> kicks a bell, which yep. sets off. I a... designed a Rube Goldberg project in college one time, uh, entry level engineering class. It was uh, I, I lived in a. Lo- I was to get me out of a loft when my alarm went off. 
triggered a series of things that uh, my loft then would uh, just collapse. Like it just my all that would happen was I would just fall off, fall out of my loft. Was, was the was the uh, idea behind it? Like it was for like, you know what? I can't even fucking explain it. Forget it. Forget it. Uh, a girl told me yesterday that I looked like a five year old, five years older version of her ex boyfriend, and I go. Oh, how old is he? And she goes, 26. And I go, oh, no. I'm 26. <laughs> I look 31. Um, I'm really I'm just getting it off the science so quick, aren't I, guys? <laughs> Brooks, you're going through something right now. We're, we're okay with that. Like, we take that into account. I'm real hungover today. <laughs> Woke up in Huntington Beach. It's not a place. To the listener, that's not a nearby place. That's not close no. at all. Um, got kicked off the beach at like three in the morning. The cops came and I was like, "You can't be at the beach right now!" Like I played, I, I was just like, "I'm visiting from Iowa." <laughs> I didn't know you couldn't get my tattoo. <laughs> I didn't know you couldn't be at the beach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I was wearing boots. He's like, "Why do you even have boots on at the beach?" I was like, "I don't know. Why are you here?" Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> it's an Iowa thing. I'm not. We good always at this. wear boots when we go places. Yeah, yeah. go to water. Uh, Wear boots to the water. So basically, in layman's terms, this is what happened. Wasps mechanically use their brains. Their brains are like ancient computers. This particular really tiny white fly parasitic wasp. Um, Yeah, that's their theory. I mean, just because the the, the axons are so, so narrow, so, so tiny, um, it it shouldn't work. It should... Because they carry messages in waves of electrical activity, which are called action potentials. All right. And they, and they get generated when a chemical signal causes loads of these channels to, to open, and that lets positive charged ions in. Uh, at, but any moment, some of those channels might open simultaneously, but the, action, the number isn't enough to accidentally trigger an action potential, um, unless it's really thin. Here we go. Richard, bees, for them or against them? Oh, I'm for them. I love honey. Love honey. <laughs> All right, Andy, for him, against him. Uh, Richard's argument is a, is a solid one. Yeah, without bees, would we have honey? Oh, if, if bees did not make honey, it would be necessary for man to invent it, as the great philosopher. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to do this as a story, by the way, but did you see the blue honey thing recently in France? No, but you also didn't answer for or against bees, man. I'm in favor of bees. Well, no, I'm in favor of honey, but I... I hate stinging things. I really don't like bees. But how, how many uh, times in a person's life do they get stung by a bee? I'm gonna you well know? a lot. I just in got Iowa, stung. I got oh, really? Stung okay. months well, ago. I'm gonna do a character who don't, doesn't know how bees work. I keep getting bit by all these bees. <laughs> <laughs> bee hey, I, I, I have to say this. Uh, I work. I'm a janitor at a all Latino body shop in North Hollywood. I know it's it's kind of scientific so. and. Uh, uh, I but I have to say this: all the, the, Latino uh, part. All Latino part. Yeah, it's. Is that a? I don't know whether that's the premise for. <laughs> it's uh, like a kind of a karate sitcom. film or a sitcom <laughs> or a porn. I don't. <laughs> oh, it sounds like all three. All three in <laughs> one Funny karate shot porn in yeah. the valley. Uh, okay, so your janitor. So they, they, they. This is something they they do. They a lot of hairnets. Mm, no, it's a body shot. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I know. I just well, imagined. they do stand and deliver. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Okay, ASA. What's calculus, man? That's they have three pet black widows that they have in jars. What? what? And they fucking find. They capture uh, flies or grasshoppers, and they throw them in there, and they feed them. And recently, one of them uh, gave birth to like three egg sacs, and one of the egg sacs. Uh, erupted or whatever and 
<laughs> there's like 50 baby black widows oh in this my jar. God, that's the most terrifying. And then Friday, they put a fucking bee. They caught a bee and threw the bee in there. And I spent like 30 minutes just mesmerized by this bee kind of fucking duking it out with this black widow. And he lasted a long time. But Oh, my God. Yeah, he got bit. Who, and, who do you work with? Hagrid from Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> just collects spiders? <laughs> That's insane. It's insane. They I know. Keep black Dude, widows. I stare at them all the time. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a millimeter away from a black widow's fangs. Like that oh, sounds kind of awesome. It's like a small scale Godzilla movie. You know, Dude, it's like, I, I, I mean, you're away. You're living in the opening ten minutes of a horror film. Like, yeah. like your life <laughs> yeah. is consistently. What that's happens? just the bit at the beginning where like, Lou, let's just go into the cave and see what happens. That's that's yeah. your life all the time. What yeah. happens when the babies? Get. Stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> oh, I like that. They when they get big. I mean, it's gonna be like one big Hunger Games in the fucking <laughs> yeah. in Black the, Widow Hunger Games in a jar. <laughs> well, like I, part of me for a second there was like, oh, they'll know. They, you know, they'll separate them. And then I was like, no, these are Latino body shop guys. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing any more than we do. Uh, have it, you ever seen like a spider disappear in your room? Like, oh, what? I hate uh, that, dude. I, that's the worst. Yeah, like uh, I saw this big wolf spider in Iowa one time, and it just I was, like. I was like, oh, we got to kill it. Where did it go? And it was on my bed. So I burned my apartment down. <laughs> no, I did. I moved out of my room for about a week. How though. about how about this? I got a call. So I'm uh, an unintentional landlord, as I might have mentioned before. So I ended up having to rent out my place in Portland to hippies because that's what you have. there. That's the only option. Um, so these girls call me up and they say there's a black widow. There are many. Maybe it's multiple black widows in the basement. We need to call an exterminator. And I'm like, I don't know the legality of this. I don't know if it's on me. I don't know if it's incumbent upon the landlord to take care of this problem or if it's because they did whatever you do to attract black widows. But um, I'm like, okay, fine. I called yeah. around some places. I'm like, okay, here's a place. They'll come do it. I'm okay with covering it. It's like 100 bucks or something. And they come back the next day. I said, we did some research on it. And um, that company uses some pretty harsh chemicals. So uh, we, did, we did some ways and more calls. And we found a green exterminator we'd rather use. A green exterminator. A green exterminator. Right. And it's like it's twice. Like, the cat into the. Yeah. It's like twice as expensive. And I'm like, first of all, when did these girls become entomologists or whatever? I, I just doubted they were even black widows. I don't know. I doubted they would even be able to know that they were. But What's I'm, like, a also, green extern? Exactly. Like he's killing them. But right? I'm saying exactly. Like if if I had black widows in my house, I'm like, I don't care what chemicals yeah. you have to use. Torture them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Firebombing of Dresden in my basement. I don't care. Put them in a sack and beat it with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Emotionally hurt it first, yeah. then physically. <laughs> Tell it, it it's fat, then get it. <laughs> Kill uh, its family in front of it while you tie it up, and yeah. Have but, any of you guys ever done that though? Put insects in a jar and made them fight. Never heard no. of that. You've never done. That? I've, I've never, never, never done that. I did it with, in North Carolina. I did it with uh, praying mantises oh. and a wolf spider. Oh. Uh, and dude, praying mantis destroys everything this every fucking insect i ever put in wow. there rip it apart holy just, shit that's crazy yeah when i was little i spent a lot of time i would like be sucking on a sucker and then i would put the sucker outside an ant hole and like because they just t lived out in the country tons of ant like places so many ants would come out then i'd knock their hole in and then i'd watch them build it back up 
Real weird little kid stuff. Real lonely little kid stuff. I, I did have some fights between uh, grasshoppers and, and black cats, tiny firecrackers, but those were usually one side. Like the grasshoppers didn't fare too well. The grasshopper sometimes won. The gra- sometimes we, we would tape a grasshopper to a paper airplane with on top of a black cat and light the fuse and oh, throw them. So like a suicide <laughs> kamikaze mission for the grasshopper. Uh, it's not we, I used to have, my mom was a babysitter and me and my brothers would have babysitting kid fights. And we would just make little kids fight each other. <laughs> that was in the news recently. Was it? Toddler Fight Club. Dude, that's just, this is what stories are just going to escalate and oh, escalate no. until we just find out that you've got people in your place. Exactly. <laughs> no, it was just. Christian like, stays quiet for five minutes, then suddenly I own slaves. No, yeah, yeah. No, it was just like, uh, it was just like, I bet Tyler can beat up like Mark. And then my brother's like, no way. And I was like, Tyler, go get. It just was real. I mean, I was probably seven. <laughs> Just, just uh, manipulating children whose parents uh, trusted my mother. So, uh, so listen, given that none of you seem to have heard this story. Um, oh, I'm yeah, gonna, the green jello thing. It, it was, it was kind of green and blue. Green and blue honey uh, that these bees were producing. It was in France. Um, any of you want to have a guess as to what might have caused that? Uh, did they suddenly get the skills of a bee who was trained as a chemistry teacher but found out he has cancer and decided to start <laughs> making high-grade honey? Because he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Okay, so you have seen the story. Okay. <laughs> it's because they ate uh, blue now and later's, right? Blue? What? Sorry. <laughs> no, no. American what, what, candy. American. It's a shitty American candy. Uh, you know it's like what? A poor man's Starburst. You just made a dumb joke, but you're pretty much right. <laughs> What is it? It was actually caused by them eating the coating from M&M's. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you pretty much... God blessed me with my scientific knowledge. (laughs) Hey, hey, Bane, get in here. We ain't sure why some stuff's going down. (laughs) Come in here, explain it to us. Why is this honey blue? Richard, why does honey turn blue? I'll just guess, but it's probably right. (laughs) Um, Hey, 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 Richard, how's that moon stay up there? (laughs) No. Has something to do with the ocean, probably. Okay. <laughs> okay, I looked into it. You're pretty close. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. So what it is is there's this factory nearby um, that actually takes the waste from another candy factory and turns it into um, turns it into gas for power. Huh. Um, but they hadn't disposed of their leftovers properly, which they promised they meant to have done. So it's basically industrial waste from a from an M and M's factory. Uh, the, the nearby what? and suddenly the bees find out about it and if you're if you're a bee and you're trying to get tiny bits of sugar out of flowers and suddenly find the mother load of yeah. all sugar yeah yeah so they're eating on that they're, just, they're suddenly like and obviously bees are really good at telling other bees where, where stuff to go, is right um, so suddenly all the bees are going there eating the, eating this payload of sugar that's, that's has, soaked in food coloring has and, blue and green food coloring yeah. in it and produces that ends up producing these bright or this blue and green honey that's unsellable so the lesson here is hey government get off our backs stop telling us where to dump our waste because sometimes awesome things happen there we go just... <laughs> although it did ruin farmers <laughs> like, can we call it wait, the so wait, you can't the, use I would, the... I would I would pay more for that honey knowing <laughs> that it was blue is coming the, out of the bees butts the like honey that. is uneatable blue butt honey <laughs> is it taste ho- terrible or something I don't know I, I'd imagine it's probably pretty unaffected I gotta, uh, although if it's coming from sugar rather than from pol- from uh, nectar. nectar I got a solid uh, I got mm. a real solid joke I'm going to say, say right now go for um, it uh, it's based on um, uh, Breaking Bad some might call so did the bees start calling themselves 
Heisenberg. <laughs> ah, look at that fucking joke I just did. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I, I got I got our next story, and it came by going to Google.com, and then their front image. Which, by the way, what do you do? You guys like the front images of the Google, Google Doodle? I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. It's like, oh, what do we got going on today? Uh, and it's like Adams, and um, today I think is Neil Niels Bohr. It's his birthday, and he was a. I'm going to read this Danish physicist who made foundational. Com- contributions to understanding atomic structure and quantum mechanics for which he received the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1922. He developed the model of the atom with the nucleus at the center and the electrons in orbit around it, which he compared to the planets orbiting the sun. He worked on the idea uh, he worked on the idea in quantum mechanics that electrons move from one energy level to another in discrete steps, not continuously. Bohr mentioned and collaborated with many of the top physicists of the century at his institute in Copenhagen. He was part of the British team of physicists, phys- physicists working on the Manhattan Project. He married uh, some girl, not going to try her name, and one of their sons. Uh, also not going to try his name. Aggie Bohr <laughs> was a physicist and in 1975 also received the Nobel Prize. The Nobel Shit. Peace Prize. No, just Nobel Prize in phys- physics. Okay. Uh, Did he? Am I right? Am I not right in thinking he's one of? A, he also won. He's one of the only people to have won two Nobel prizes. He well, I don't know. I think mm. I think he won the Nobel Peace Prize. I could be wrong. He won. It doesn't say he won the Nobel Prize in physics and the Franklin Medal. I doubt he got the Nobel Peace Prize considering he worked on the Manhattan Project. Uh, it's not really a. Peace it says on his Wikipedia he won the Nobel Prize in physics in 1922 and the Franklin Medal in 26, but it doesn't mention. Hi, and who am I getting mixed up with? Then there are a couple who have won more than one. I think there's uh, four people who've won two, and only two of them have won it in different categories. One of them was Marie Curie. I was going to say I, yes, I knew that one. Damn it. I know um, some trivia, but that's all. So, Niels Bohr, for him or against him, Bane? <laughs> oh, probably for. You know, he tried hard. He did a good job. He seems pretty neat. <laughs> I'm for him. Who's not for him? Everyone's for him. Well, I guess the Manhattan Project thing probably introduces It some needed to ambiguity. be done. <laughs> that's all. That's my character. of. <laughs> uh, really no, believes in the Manhattan Project. This is, your char- this is the, the uh, voting booth side of Brooks coming out. Yeah. It needed to happen. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> I, I was wrong. It's Linus Pauling or Powling. I'm not sure how you pronounce uh, it. No, yeah. that's a Peanuts character. <laughs> yep. He's a Peanuts ca- character and also he, because he also worked with Bohr and he was working on similar stuff. Oh, man. But, you know who would have been a great Peanuts character? You uh, guys? Go on. Garfield. A bizarre dinosaur described as a cross between a bird, a vampire, and a porcupine that was recently identified in fossils in South Africa. Wow, you're right. Boom. That is a good Whoa. segue. I Look at that. See that. Yeah, this dwarf vampire dinosaur was recently discovered, and it was a plant eater, as a matter of fact. I don't know where the vampire thing comes into it, but uh, the artist's renderings are pretty awesome. It looks kind of like the... Um, Sumatran spider monkey from uh, is it Dead Alive the early Peter yeah, Jackson yeah movie? yeah Sumatran rat monkey rat monkey they, yeah they do a reference to it in King Kong when they're on the boat there's like a a little cage and I'm such a fan of uh, Dead Alive Dead Alive's the best oh early Peter Jackson movies that dude and they're so good the it's like fuck, yeah it's a horror movie I mean it's like a straight up what about the Hobbit being three movies. Is I'm it? more upset about yeah. the Hobbit being in 48, oh. 48 frames per second that's gonna look weird. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, it won't be fine. What does that mean? What is it? Just looks too smooth. It looks like video. It doesn't look like film. Film is like twenty-four frames a second, and The Hobbit was shot and will be shown in forty-eight frames per second. It's not going to be three D. I don't know if it's three D. I don't think it's three D. But it it is. You can see the trailer online. It looks so smooth. It It, looks awesome. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just me. There's going to be some backlash. People are going to. But I didn't notice a frame rate like. 
different. Yeah, it's it's uh, some some nerdy people like me care about it for some reason. I don't know why. Like I'm sure uh, the generation this movie's gonna, gonna look like I'm watching a movie. <laughs> it's no, too smooth. Opposite. I want it to look like a movie. It's gonna look like real life. Anyhow, so this dwarf vampire dinosaur uh, was about the size of a domestic cat. It lived between 100 and 200 million years ago. It had a parrot-like beak with two stabbing canines at the front and tall teeth tucked behind for slicing plants. Dude, it looks fucking wicked. It looks yeah, terrifying. Look Come on over, Matt. Yeah. We'll post it. We'll uh, tweet a picture of it tomorrow uh, when we put this making up. Making the animal seem even more bizarre is its covering of bristles, similar to a porcupine's. Uh, it's been given the scientific name Pegomastax africanus, or thick jaw from Africa. It's a member of the group of dinosaurs known as heterodontosaurs. Um, and let's see, the professor who uh, was one of the people that um, discovered it, Professor Sereno from University of Chicago, said, I described it as a bird, a vampire, and a porcupine. Um, the dinosaur had the weight of a small house cat and stood less than a foot off the ground. Uh, it was very rare that a plant eater would sport sharp-edged, enlarged canines, and some scientists argued that consuming meat or at least... Um, Insects was a good part of the diet of heterodontosaurs. So I guess there is some debate of whether they were plant eaters or not. But um, uh, let's see. But that same professor argues in his paper that competitive sparring and self-defense were the more likely roles for the fangs. So this thing was a badass, but it ate plants for some reason. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess if you want to take a look at our – yeah, we'll put that on a Tumblr. You can look at this terrifying-looking thing that was discovered in South Africa. By the way, uh, April Richardson, past guest of the show, recently returned from South Africa. Sounds like the most terrifying place on the planet. I don't know if you guys know, but you can't just walk around in public in South Africa without getting... You mean everyone's not Charlize Theron? Robbed, there? raped, or murdered. Well, even Charlize Theron. Like, that's what, her dad killed her mom. They don't value life over there. Oh, like Her mom killed her dad. I right? didn't know that. Wait, her, hold her, on. Her mom killed her dad. Yeah. That's where... No, I'm not even going to do a District 9 joke. <laughs> No, I mean, that's <laughs> District 9 is one of my favorite movies, but uh, evidently it's more real than... Uh, uh, I, I did, uh, I, when I was in New York, I, I was in a, a Comedy Central, and uh, they were like, did you see uh, the World Trade Centers? And I go, was that here? <laughs> that was here. Wow. Didn't know. Uh, anyway, favorite, I should have walked right after I said that, because it's not going to get <laughs> any funnier. The mic. It's not, it's the funniest thing I'm going to say the whole fucking week. I'm done. I outdid myself. Uh, and then, yeah, uh... By the way, New Yorkers love it when you when you uh, make fun of 9-11. They're, they're real and do belittling 9-11. But, I mean, the turnaround in that town has to be enough. You know, it's not like it's a town of all lifers. So how many people who were there now were there 11 years ago? None. You know? Not one. Hey! Yeah. I was there! Hey. Oh, my God, hold on. A, a New Yorkers walking back down Andy's yard. Excuse me, I'm guessing Tony, probably? Hey, <laughs> how you know my name? Nah, I just know New York. So what? Hey, you... I thought I heard you talking about 9-11 over here. Yeah, we're saying it probably didn't happen. We don't like that. Oh, we're sorry. All right, see you later. Okay, gonna go swimming? Oh, there he goes. There's the wind blowing through Tony's. <laughs> That's how fast he ran. Yeah, did you hear that? Oh, I wouldn't have thought he was just move quicker in that. Yeah, town. yeah. They just they're in a rush. They got places to go. Um, yeah. Okay. And also, I fell in love like a hundred times. Of course, you go there and just fall in love, guys. Just. Do you think you could live like that though? As far as like the crampedness and the constant people around. I you? Loved it. Yeah, dude. Really? I can't be alone. I can't. I live with ten people right now, and I need <laughs> whenever there's somebody not at the house. I'm like, hello. Like, <laughs> please, someone come talk to me. Uh, I feel like I'm, I must be the other end. Like, living in the valley is perfect for me, and everyone's like, why would you want to be here? I'm like, because of all this space. Fuck the valley. Get away from people. Fuck the valley. Um, okay, question. <laughs> Favorite dinosaur, Richard. 
Oh my god! I heard you guys ask this on another episode. Yeah, we're sometimes into, we repeat stuff. We're into dinosaurs, <laughs> and you know what? I bet I've, we've gone over this maybe ten times. I've probably gone eight different dinosaurs. I don't know my favorite. It's just what I'm feeling because at the moment. I heard it, and I was like, "Wow, what's my favorite?" And now I'm being put on the spot. And uh, dude, I was obsessed with Jurassic Park when I was a kid. Yeah. So like, it was based off those things really existed. <laughs> It was based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> Dilophosaurs, the spitting, poison spitting oh, ones. Oh, yeah. One. Loved them. They grew to about 10 feet. And in the movie, the, everyone thinks that's their full size. That was a baby. That right. That was a baby. That was a baby. Nedry. Dennis Nedry. Which one's Nedry? Newman. Newman. Oh, okay. his real name's Newman. Wayne Knight. Yeah, his real name is, yeah. is it's actually pronounced Newman. Uh, no. Yeah. I used to do this bit where uh, I talked about how all my roommates do is quote movies all the time. Like, they don't have real personalities. So I started quoting my favorite Jurassic Park. So when they're like, Brooks, do you want anything to drink? I spit venom in their face. <laughs> and then I eat someone off a toilet. Uh, I do love your uh, your decoy cigarette Jurassic Park bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess now I'm making you have to do it on the show. You don't have to. Just go, oh, go see Richard oh, Bain, you, mean, you guys. Uh, you mean that bit that goes a little... Something like this. Oh, 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 do it. Uh, <laughs> more cheering, more cheering. Let's hear yeah. this joke. <laughs> okay, uh, oh, God. okay, I don't remember how it goes. <laughs> I forgot. No, do it. Oh, my baby. My baby joke. Uh, now we're being like every every stereotype of what uh, comedians hate in in fans. It's I like, like hey, the raptor. I like the raptor, the velociraptor, too. I know it's like played out, but like... It it became everyone's favorite, but it's such a cool like smart dinosaur that yeah. they, they really like. Yeah. I never knew of a raptor before Jurassic Park. Did you guys? Uh, I didn't. No, I mean it really was its coming out party. It, totally. It, was it one of the, those ones that was later refuted? I feel like there was some kind of uh, d- I know debate the, like, about whether that the, was an amalgam of a couple dinosaurs. In or the fourth one, was, they started to put feathers, or, or maybe it was the third one. They started to put feathers on it. Did you guys remember that? Which is actually how they now think a lot of those dinosaurs looked. And they yeah. also started, their color schemes were different. They were more like brighter colors like a bird. Yeah. I remember seeing Jurassic Park and just like in my head going, this is as real as it's ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Dude, this I read it. the book. I read the book and I, I was like this lazy kid that did nothing. <laughs> I was so into it. I was like, oh my God. I used to read all the Star Wars books right before the movie came out. Like, because they would come out with the book about of the week. prequels, really? Yeah, yeah. So I'd read those, really into those. Were they I, any good? Were the books at least uh, good? I mean, I was a sixth grader, so I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever read in my life. And, and you You're not going to believe it. Padma is <laughs> Queen Amidala. It's the same person. Oh, my God. And you couldn't read the racist accents in the book, so it comes yeah. across well, as Jar Jar, less they offensive. Did, actually, in the book, they did call Jar Jar Binks the N-word a bunch, oh. to really let you know. Yeah. Uh, well, did Jar Jar exist in any format before that film? Was that... No, that just. That, for that, that, I think that was. I think, but really, there was a precedent set with the Ewoks, kind of like we, people forget that. But Return of the Jedi also had some bullshit pandering merchandise stuff for kids, and this was just going more down uh, that line. You know? I, no, I think you find the Ewoks were pretty awesome. Pretty I cool. loved the Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was five years. Yeah, old, but so. I bet there were hardcore fans who were like, "What is this garbage?" And they I got fuck out of Ewoks. Kevin, oh, no, I think Moore. even the most hardcore fans. I mean, I hope that these creatures have a cartoon spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have their own series. Um, I. We we've got to wrap it up soon, but I need to. I because we're talking about movies. I've just seen this story, and it's a science story. Shoot! But it sounds like it's something from a Spielberg film. So here's the um here's the headline on the BBC. Uh, it's from the BBC uh, Science and Technology section of their news site. Um, 
ancient statue discovered by Nazis is made from meteorite. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> just, so this is this ancient statue that was recovered by a Nazi expedition in the 1930s. And it turns out it, uh, they've done some more um, uh, little investigation of the thing. Turns out it, um, this thousand-year-old object was actually made from a highly valuable meteorite. So it's got a swastika on its stomach. Uh, <laughs> you know, where they belong. And it's, it's this sort of ancient Buddha type thing. And it, uh, but it's made from a rare form of iron with a high content of nickel. And they reckon it's part of the Chinga meteorite, which crashed about 15,000 years ago. Oh it's my called, God. Uh, the statue's called the Iron Man. It's uh, nine inches tall and it weighs 20, just over 20 pounds, about 10 kilograms. And if um, you look directly at it, it sucks your soul out of your eyes. Exactly that. <laughs> Uh, it was discovered. I mean, just how much does this sound like either this Indiana is, Jones yeah. or or the Avengers or something? Yeah. It's just or Hellboy or I don't know what. It yeah, was discovered it's... in Tibet in 1938 by German scientist Ernst Schaefer. Uh, his expedition was supported by the Nazis, in particular by Himmler, uh, the head of the SS. Uh, Himmler was said to believe the Aryan race originated in Tibet, which seems odd given their appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isn't in Indiana Jones? He's in Tibet. Yeah, for a little bit, right? It, in, in which movie? It, in the first one, he's in Tibet. Is he? Yeah, that's where he like um, the guy grabs the medallion and Out it's on fire. fire. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, go ahead though, Matt. So yeah, this is an Indiana Jones plot. This you're you're Indiana reading Jones. an Indiana Jones. <laughs> so plot. it was brought back to Germany uh, it, and became part of a private collection. Disappeared from view until 2007. Uh, a new owner then sought scientific advice on the origin, so he turned to this Dr. Elmar Buchner from the University of Stuttgart who said, I was absolutely sure it was a meteorite when I saw it f- first, even at 10 meters. He said the clue was in these small thumb-like, impression, thumb-like impressions caused by the melting of the surface. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna do a bit of the person who owned that in his private collection. I'm showing you guys a tour of my private art, right? Like, <laughs> all right, over here, uh, this is, uh, this is a, a pretty nice uh, Monet. It's really neat, you know? Not, oh, this is an original. Look at the work on that. Yeah, over there is, uh, this, is a, this is a Picasso. I, no, I met him. He's a cool guy. Incredible. He's a little, uh, and then that's my Nazi meteorite. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a swastika on the belly. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I bought it on a whim. It. I just bought it on a whim. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you, I saw it and I go, I gotta have it. I just gotta have it. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is. Uh, I'm Papa John. I own the Papa John's <laughs> franchise. <laughs> John, John, whatever my last name is. Did you hear about my car I bought? No. Oh, man. That, no, that was the story. I used to work at Papa John's, and like a big story was like, I forget what his name is, like John Mino, or I don't know. Anyway, something Italian. But he sold, he sold this like 68 like Firebird to get the money to start his business. And then once he made it, he tracked down and, re- and bought back that exact Oh Firebird. yeah, I did. I remember hearing that. Yeah, and they were like, "What a I, I don't know. I mean, that's just a real nice PR thing. Like, what a cool guy, huh? What a cool yeah, guy." So, cool. in a, a lot of his commercials, he's sitting on his car. He fucking Aww. loves that car. Hey, I'm John, sitting on my car. I got Nazi shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got Nazi paraphernalia. Uh, when got, I concentration camp gold fillings right back here, big he, pile of them. He cuts the pizza into a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, so, after so, I. Don't worry your eyes, by the way. Like, all of our lamps in this building are well covered by these shades. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't look too closely. 
Um, when I quit Papa John's, I got a call from my buddy who's still working there, and he's, and he's just like, Papa John is here. He stopped by. He's fucking here. I got to go. Like, and I just was like, I got in my car and drove to Papa John's. It was like, I got to meet him. Uh, and it was Graham Elwood? No, he le- he, he'd already left. They're like, he's just doing a pop-in. I was like, damn it. Oh. I love pop-in I always notice his uh, weird raccoon eyes on Does the commercials weird from eyes? tanning. Oh, oh, he does really? go to yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he does he, seem uh, like he has. Yeah, it's too much. And this is going out to you, Papa. This episode is dedicated to Papa Hold John. Up. I want. Damn it! I it typed in just Papa yeah. John. Oh, John Schna- Schnatter. John, John Schnatter. Schnatter. Uh, here we go. I'm going to read a little bit about him. John Schnatter, better known as Papa John, mm-hmm. uh, is the founder, <laughs> chairman, and current CEO of Papa John's International Incorporated. Uh, that's what I'm going to start calling it when I call for pizza. Hello, is this Papa John's International Incorporated? <laughs> is this John Schneider's? Uh, he founded the company in 1984 um, at the age of 22. Oh, here it is. In the same year. Okay, here, I'll just fucking read it. In 1983, at the age of 22, Schnatter... Started delivering pizza out of his father's co-owned tavern in Jeffersonville, Indiana. In that same year, he sold his 1971 Camaro Z28 to purchase the other half of the tavern in what became his family's first pizza place. Today, wait, then it doesn't go back into. I want to talk more about that car. Oh, boom! It's got a whole fucking bit on the car here. In August 26, 2009, Schnatter purchased his Camaro back for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Damn! In celebration, Papa John's offered a free pizza to anyone who owned. Camaro. What? Oh, God. The actual Camaro. Wow, it's almost worth buying a Camaro to <laughs> yeah. get the free pizza, right? <laughs> Landia, you should let me get the car. You <laughs> could have had a pizza. <laughs> Every time they order pizza, he just lords it over and just yeah. slowly eats it in front of her. We could have been free. Could have, yeah. Guess could have been free. Instead of driving around a goddamn van, yeah. vans ain't cool. Get in the Buick and buy me another yeah. pizza. <laughs> Fucking pop. Fucking Pizza Hut better have a Buick sale soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. The company owns several replicas that are used on tours and for public and TV appearances. Hey, Linda, we're going to go see that Camaro replica. It better be the real one. No, this is just a replica. But, hey, when when celebrities come to town, we got to meet them. (laughs) Celebrity cars. Celebrity car impersonators. Yeah, celebrity. I'm going to open up a wax museum that just has replicas of famous cars. The worst thing I've ever. I've been getting a lot of work recently as the JFK assassination car. <laughs> That's so funny. Just throw some jelly in the back; it'll look real. Oh, oh, oh I like uh, that. That never happened. <laughs> My uh, my conspiracy theories are just never happened. <laughs> the shooting no never movie. happened. Yeah. It never happened. <laughs> there was no second tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it never that, happened. That Zamuda film was a skit. Yeah, yeah, it was totally a skit. Zamuda uh, was that the right Bob Zamuda? Who are you oh, Zapruder. I thought the you meant even uh, <laughs> frequent Kaufman collaborator Bob Zamuda. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, well, you also I was, filmed the JFK assassination. Are you not aware that that was the same? <laughs> yeah, it was Andy. Did Andy Kaufman? Do you think he's alive or dead? Never existed. He never existed. <laughs> I will say, I I think I met. Andy Kaufman when I was in Key West in 1999 like I was so convinced he had moles in the same place and he was a little bit crazy he was like a, he was like a local in Key West I met at this bar and I just kept I was talking to him for so long just because I wanted to get the picture in my head so then I could go like Google it and see if it was I didn't want to come out and ask him but I was I'm kind of convinced the, I met Andy Kaufman the in Key end West. of the story is Andy slept with a crazy man you know what it was <laughs> worth it was, whether he was or wasn't Andy Kaufman he was a Kind and gentle lover. <laughs> and that's what matters. He had a cough that was, uh, he, was yeah. he was coughing. 
I saw a guy on the street. It was Andy Kaufman. All right, I'll do this last quick thing real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, this is uh, scientists, researchers uh, are saying bears and tigers could begin coexisting with humans in cities. Uh-oh. Because they're looking at how coyotes have assimilated, like coyotes live in chicago like a pack lives just in chicago um uh researchers say that a group of coyotes has lived entirely within the approximate uh, within approximately a third of a square mile for six years outside chicago o'hare international airport it's this first such sign that more creatures may be adapting to humans encroaching on their territory so they're just saying Mm -hmm. they're going to um uh, evolve to just figure out a way to live in cities with humans. Ugh. I mean, the thing that will stop them will be how much we shoot them with guns. Yes. Uh, how much? Like, they'll figure out a way. They'll just fucking... Yeah, yeah. you just... They'll you, rip you apart. That's how they'll figure it out. No, no, you, go, you like, go to a grocery store and you're like, hmm, it looks like they got a new gro- bagger and it's just a bear. Like, it's assimilating. Like, uh, it's like Brooks from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Where bear was here. Bear was here. <laughs> the world went and got itself in a big hurry. Uh, bear kills itself. This actually, again, not to tell someone else's stories as my own, but um, I was hearing stories about South Africa, as I said, from April. And I guess baboon robberies, it's a huge problem. There's like signs warning you about baboons that'll steal your shit, like the yellow signs of the picture of baboon. And the, they definitely the, mean the animal. This isn't just another South African racist thing. No, this, <laughs> and I guess there's this one lady. There's this one lady uh, whose house keeps getting burglarized by these this pack of baboons. Like a bunch of will all get her in her bathroom and like lock her in and then ransack her house. People get their iPads stolen by baboons. Like those don't even look like bananas. Why would you want an iPad? Yeah. Like that's. But what they're just they're they're criminals. Baboons will steal your shit in South Africa. They don't care. Um. Mm, I'm thinking if I want to do this bit or not. Okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, no. Cut me off right before okay, I get okay, racist. Okay, I see where it's going to go. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll do. I tell you, I was in South Africa, and I mean, they say look out for the baboons, but here's who you really got to look out for. Okay, okay you, you know what, guys? I think we gotta, that's about all the time we have for the podcast this week. Um, uh, Richard, thanks, man, for coming to you. Uh, what is your Twitter? Uh, it's Dick Bain. Dick <laughs> I like Bain. this. Uh, that's your name. And have you got any any stuff coming out that we should let? Um... Also, what's up with Gotham? Are you still lording over it? Or yeah, oh, broke Richard. broke ba- broke Batman's back. <laughs> I did that. Me. Uh, man. Uh, yeah. Sorry. What do you got going on? Uh, I'll be in San Francisco next week. Comedy festival. Comedy. I'm Lido there too. Festival. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Me and Richard will be in San Francisco. I'm, I've. Matt claims to have met probably science listeners. I've met probably science listeners. I've I never met fucking met a probably <laughs> science listener. Two in Edinburgh. Like in, in Scotland, I got people coming up after a set of this show saying they would listen to probably science. That's cool. Man, well, if you see me, fucking say something, all right? So, I yeah. want to know you exist. Uh, yeah, Go and so say hi. Richard and I will be in San Francisco. Also, fucking watch me in a hot tub this weekend, guys. That's awesome. Go, yeah. Do you Go know what time it's going to air? Or it's what just on it's... all day long. I'm just hosting all day. It's wait, so what's just, what's the thing called again? It's it's the retro weekend. They're just showing a lot of throwback stuff, and then they're premiering Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, that's the tie-in with the, okay. Yeah, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty high-profile gig. You're gonna be on TV all day long for two days. I'm pretty excited that's, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Brooks. That's yeah. I've never had all of the women, so I'm pretty excited for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh my God, are you the guy doing the commercials? <laughs> yep, that's me, the commercial guy. <laughs> I don't have a hot tub anymore, but I tell you what I do have. I like how my first thing I ever did was I immediately sold out. Like, right away. Like, yeah, I'll do promotions for you. That's, Anybody that's not, would you're not, But you're only that. promoting... Yeah. You're promoting Comedy Central. Yeah, no, that's... I'm proud of yeah. that. Like, if it, if it was E or something... Well, fuck, man. I work with E. They're cool. They're great. I love E. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's not like, you know, you're not selling... <laughs> I do like E. You're not selling I need to stress that. Like that. Selling... I like the channel E a lot. You're selling uh, comedy, which is the thing you do. It's like it's like having Kanane be the voice of Comedy Central. That's awesome. I love that he does that. Yeah, That's... I do like it too. I'm excited because I think he'll be like, D -d -d this week, retro week, and then it'll cut to me and it'll be like, it's me and Kyle, we're going together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this weekend. Be uh, South Park is back. Now, Kanane. <laughs> Stay tuned. Wait, is this, is this uh, is me Kanane doing... or Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> is there a difference? Is there a difference? Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Uh, I know. That's point. why he, ki that he killed off that character because he's like, I, just, I can't do it. I'm getting too big at comedy. I can't, let me go. I can't do comedy and then also do drugs in Florida all the time. <laughs> that would explain Kanane's love of. of Beef jerky, also. I never understood why he had so much of that. Always like falling out of his pockets, these Slim Jims. Yeah. Uh, I like this bit. Um, <laughs> okay. Dick, at Dick Bain, we're at Probably Science. Matt Kirshen, where the fuck are you? You I'm, go I'm, everywhere. I'm, I'm stuck for two months on the Investors Group Comedy Tour of Canada. <laughs> so if you happen to be... Okay, I was saying Canada, that I sold out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely true. All I did before the tour, like I got off of the tour, and the, I, I googled... Investors Group Evil, and nothing <laughs> came up. So I'm like, okay, I guess they're all right company. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. But I, but yeah. So if you if you happen to be with invest like a client of Investors Group and get tickets offered tickets to their comedy show, two I will be one of the months? people talking. Two months. It's on for two months. Like there's gaps in it, which is one of the reasons I'm down in LA at the moment. But there's um, but yeah, it runs through. Um, it finishes towards the end of of November. I uh, I sat next to Skrillex on a flight back from New York. Uh, the musician. And when oh, I say, the musician Skrillex. Okay. When I say I sat, when I say <laughs> I sat to next to Skrillex, yeah, yeah. who are at uh, Skrillex's yeah. pizza down the road of the New Hampshire Skrillexes. <laughs> yeah. When I say I sat next to him, I saw him on the plane. That's right. what I mean. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I was telling my roommates, I was like, "Yeah, I sat next to Skrillex." Like, did you talk to him? I mean, I didn't really sit next to him, so now, like, it just <laughs> lie. All I do is lie. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and you guys can see me opening for Dick Cheney on the Halliburton Comedy Tour next week. His uh, name is Andy. He's going to do comedy. <laughs> One don't count. One don't count. One don't oh. count. Um, if you are a high school listener, I apologize. All right. Don't don't drink and drive. No, Andy, do hey, votes. Do, podcast no, festival. Do LSD. Podcast expand festival. your mind. Don't do that. Yeah, and if you're a human, if you're anywhere near LA, go to the podcast festival which Andy is organizing. Yes, uh, I'm one of the people working on the LA podcast festival happening next weekend, October 12th through the 14th. 24 podcasts, including um, Aisha Tyler, Doug Benson, Greg Fitzsimmons, Greg Proops, Jimmy Pardo, tons of great people. All right. And uh, LAPodfest.com has all the info. So come on out next weekend. Uh, I'm going to close this out by yelling at the woman in the shoe, and then we're going to... Okay, go for it. Get a real house! Come on! There's no place to live! You got kids! Grow up! All right, that's probably... <laughs> Also, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Just look up Probably Science and... Um, give us a nice rating. Give us some nice comments. And also, if you've got any corrections, comments, clarifications, queries, stories we should cover, then email in probablyscience at gmail.com or Twitter at probablyscience. Yep, and we'll see you next week. Bye.